Hey guys, you are tuning into the Major League Anime Podcast, where we discuss everything surrounding the culture of anime, manga, and gaming. Welcome back, guys, and thank you for tuning in to episode three of the podcast. Today's going to be a little bit different. Uh, it's going to be less of a series discussion and more of me just going over some news and updates and some some basically movie show and gaming updates that have been flooding my Twitter and Instagram feed recently that I just wanted to talk to about you guys, um, talk about to you guys. <laughs> um, basically, I just wanted to bring this to everybody's attention who hasn't already heard about it i wanted to give my opinion on the matter and hopefully we can discuss it on social media later as always the goal of this podcast is just to create a community where i can talk to people about anime and manga because i i just want it as an outlet like anime and manga is a big passion of mine and i don't have that many people to talk to about it so i just like to put my opinion out here hopefully you guys can either obviously everybody's gonna have their own opinion either agree with my opinion or disagree and if you disagree hey let's have a discussion about it online if not if you agree let's still have a discussion about it online and talk about it that's the fun of this whole thing so a couple things we're going to talk about the new dragon ball heroes promotional anime that was announced as well as the dragon ball super character designs that just came out so First thing, I think we're going to talk about the character designs. So as everybody knows, there is a new animation director. Um, sorry if I butcher his name. Now Hiro Shintani. Uh, he is the animation director of the new Dragon Ball Super movie. Who is completely? It's a completely separate animation director um, from the Dragon Ball Super TV series. Um, I believe the animation director, I don't know his name, sorry. Um, the director of the TV series was the same director as the Dragon Ball Z TV anime. Um, and now they've, for the first time in a long time, they've switched over, hired a completely new director. Um, the new director is so Shintani. He's previously worked on Toriko. He did the first episode of Toriko, which in my opinion looked really, really good. He's done a couple episodes of One Piece, probably more than a couple. I don't know how many exactly, but I know he's worked on One Piece. And the thing he's most well known for and what I'm going to note him for um, is One Piece Film Z, which is a One Piece movie. If you haven't seen it, if you compare it to the rest of the One Piece franchise and the rest of the One Piece fil uh, films in general, it really stood out. And the, the animation, I find, and I'm going to talk about it more in terms of Dragon Ball 2, and it's kind of the same comparison. Um, the characters looked like they were drawn much more simplistically, and I think when you lend those character designs to the actual fluidity of the animation, it works really, really well. So the fight scenes, like without a doubt, looked badass. Um, they always good. They're always good. Whenever Toei wants to create a really cool fight scene and they lend a good budget to it, it's always going to turn out very well. I was seeing in Dragon Ball Super, like 
everybody can talk shit as much as they want about the animation and the the poor the poorly drawn anatomically incorrect characters within the anime and you can pause it at any given point it looks brutal but that happens with that happens with every show believe it or not but like i think the main thing is the fluidity of the animation like if that's not on point during the show whenever there's dialogue happening within the show and like for a lot of these shows whether or not it's a shonen action genre tv series there's going to be a lot of moments where characters are just standing around talking and there's dialogue and exposition and there is going to be a lot of moments like that and if it doesn't look good and fluid and eye-catching and the character designs don't look good like everything is going to fall apart around it and i think that's one big uh that's one thing that went wrong with Super. Honestly, it was a shitstorm in that aspect. And just looking at these new character designs, I think the movie is really going to stand on its own and create like a new, like it's going to be a, a new, a big new next step for the, for the Dragon Ball franchise in general. And just based off of looking at that original uh, teaser trailer where Goku's like jumping around and wherever the fuck he was, probably Antarctica. Um, the fluidity of that animation and the simplicity of the character design, like they really work well together. And looking at this new poster, we see character designs for Super Saiyan goodbye. Goku, Super Saiyan, sorry, that goodbye was my uh, Bluetooth speaker in the background. So we see it for Super Saiyan Goku, Super Saiyan Vegeta. Uh, we also see the front, back and side view of base form Goku, as well as base form Vegeta we see the same view for Piccolo, and then we see one view in the bottom right corner of the poster for Whis and Beerus. And one thing I will say, there's not much to say because it's just one poster. Um, the color palette they chose looks really, really good. You can see Vegeta's wearing a, a bit of a different outfit. He's wearing less of like a light blue jumpsuit type outfit, like he wasn't super. And it looks like it's like a dark, like navy blue um whatever he wears under his sand armor like his spandex whatever it's like a dark dark blue and it really looks good in contrast to like the the blonde super saiyan hair and i think it looks a lot better it looks especially since the the character designs are a lot more like flamboyant looking more like simple cartoony um i think that this dark color palette on his clothing um, in contrast to the lighter skin tones and lighter hair color, it looks really, really good. Looks badass. Uh, next thing I'm going to mention is Beerus looks kind of weird. Weiss. Okay, I'm going to zoom in really quickly. So, obviously, the characters are very recognizable. They're very hard characters to, like, to fuck up in that regard. They're always going to be recognizable. But... There's something about Beerus. I don't know if his ears are bigger, if his head is more round. Um, maybe the shape of his eyes looks a little bit different. I think it's a little bit of the the three I just mentioned. He does look different. I do really, really like the character design. It's just, I'm just a little bit thrown off because we've seen Beerus in two movies so far, as well as how many episodes in the Dragon Ball Super anime. And now to see a completely, he's a relatively new character in the franchise. It's not like Goku where if you tweak up his design, it doesn't really matter because we've had countless Goku designs. Uh, when we look at the original Dra Dragon Ball manga versus 
Dragon Ball GT, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, the movies, different directors coming in here and there reimagining him. Beerus is a relatively new character, so when we've had like only a couple a couple different versions of him throughout the years since like what 2010 um this is a big change and it's kind of weird but i will say i do like the art style in general so i'm not mad i'm not mad um piccolo same thing looks very cool a little bit more like flamboyant looking although they made his the brows above his eyes like you know how they a lot of the characters in dragon ball have those that three-dimensional eyebrow even though there's no actual hair on it it's just like a like a caveman type eyebrow they made that look a little bit more intense. When we look at Whis, um, same thing. Color palette is a little bit lighter. His skin tone looks a little bit lighter than normal. And his face looks a little bit longer. I don't know if it's just this drawing, but he looks he looks a lot different, to be honest. Um, and then I think the eyes of the characters, like Vegeta and Goku. I was wondering why, when I watched the trailer... Why does Goku look so much younger? Like he's a grandfather at this point. This is chronologically speaking in the timeline. It's following Super. Like he has a granddaughter. His his kid has grown up, and he looks almost like Teen Goku from the World Tour World uh, World Tournament Saga in uh, in the original Dragon Ball before even Dragon Ball Z happened. And uh, I was wondering why he looked so young. I think it's just how they drew his eyes. I think his eyes look a little bit more bigger, cartoony. I will say I do like it. I do like the design. And now that we look at him in Super Saiyan, he, he still looks pretty intense, even though his eyes are way bigger. Um, same thing goes for Vegeta. Obviously, it's rec more recognizable as Vegeta. I can't put my finger on what makes them look different other than the color palette and just the simplicity in general of their designs but they do look really good and i'm pretty happy with them uh yeah i think that's all i have to say about this poster the last thing i'm gonna say about the art style in general is that one thing i'm really happy about is that the art director that they picked seems to draw the characters more more true to toriyama's style so when we look at the, especially when we look at Toyotaro's manga, um, when we compare the manga drawings of the Dragon Ball Super characters in contrast to the anime designs, there is such a contrast to them and they look so different. Um, just, just like when we looked at the Dragon Ball Z anime back in the day compared to the Dragon Ball manga, um, Obviously, the Dragon Ball Z anime and as well as the Dragon Ball Super anime have like very iconic styles to them. Like everybody's going to recognize Goku as the Goku from the anime. And even if we look at original manga drawings of Goku and Vegeta from from Toriyama back in the day, like some of them are so stylistic and have such like a like a concept to them, for lack of a better word that people think they look weird and like for example we had that original drawing of ultra instinct goku um from the manga or not from the manga but the original concept design of ultra instinct goku almost looked like the original super saiyan god goku where he was very like tall and lanky and skinny and looked like he lost 
lost a lot of his muscle mass and he looks younger in the face and like less intense and then we look at the anime version and he almost looks like bulkier and like more intense and has those more intense looking eyes and like one thing i will say about these designs even though they're anime designs and not manga designs they lend themselves more to the design the original designs of toriyama where they look less intense less bulky um not to the extent where they're like tall and lanky like the ultra instinct design or the original super saiyan god design but they do look more simplistic and car- cartoony less like intense and uh yeah i'm rambling on at this point so i guess i'm gonna cut that one off there but i am really happy with the direction that this art is going and i I think they picked a really good art director and based on one piece film z all the action scenes and everything like that the character designs and looking at the original teaser trailer for this movie and also looking at the character designs on this like i cannot wait to see these characters like actually moving on screen i think it's going to be fucking it's just going to be awesome and i can't be more excited so now we're moving on we'll return after these messages who's that pokemon it's pikachu it's Fuck! and now back to our show Okay, so another big chunk of Dragon Ball news, one that I don't really know what to think about. Kind of excited, to be honest, but at the same time, it's kind of like, uh, is it going to affect the movie negatively? I don't know. We are getting a Dragon Ball Heroes promotional anime. So this has been blowing up my Twitter feed, my Instagram feed, Facebook feed, everything. I know everybody already knows about this I by this point um but if you're not a big dragon ball fan i'm gonna kind of clue you in on some details so uh first of all it's coming really really quick episode one will receive a screening in japan on july 1st which is in like two months this is crazy it was just just announced um so it's dragon ball heroes it's completely separate from dragon ball super dragon ball it's not part of the continuity of the main series, so it's a spin-off. Um, for those of you who don't know what Dragon Ball Heroes is, it's exclusive to Japan, so we don't have it here in North America or Europe or wherever you're listening from. Basically, it's a it's an arcade game because arcades are still pretty big in Japan and it utilizes training cards. So you'd go to like a bookstore or a trading card store wherever you buy a trading card game just like we do have the dragon ball super trading card game here um but you would take those trading cards basically lay them out on an arcade game machine and then through doing this i guess it would scan your cards or whatever um it's a turn-based jrpg combat game and basically it's an accumulation i say accumulation but it's it really is a clusterfuck for for lack of a better word, of every Dragon Ball series put together. So when we look at the main Dragon Ball timeline, you have the original Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super. Uh, Within that, the two movies, Dragon Ball Battle of Gods and Dragon Ball Resurrection F. Um, 
are in continuity. They're the only two that are canon because they're technically part of Super. They were adapted into the series of Super. And then now we have the new Dragon Ball movie that we're currently discussing coming out. And that will also be in continuity with Super. So these three movies will be part of the canon timeline. Now, aside from the canon timeline, we have every other movie. So every other villain that you've seen in any other Dragon Ball movie is considered non-canon. That goes for Broly, Cooler, um, Bojack, Super Android 13, I believe. Like all of the other um, Slug, Lord Slug. We have so many villains that... Um, show up in games like xenoverse and even like the the xenoverse video game we have mira toa um demon god demigra all these characters are non-canon they're either from a completely alternate universe or okay i'm gonna stop here and we're gonna break something down really quick so dragon ball discusses a lot of time travel and there are ultimate timelines so even in the main continuity of Dragon Ball, we have different timelines. So that's why we have two different versions of Trunks, for example. And in the Dragon Ball Super Series, we have a completely separate future Trunks with blue hair, as opposed to the Trunks that was in Dragon Ball Z with purple hair. And the explanation behind that was that Toriyama is very forgetful. And while he was coming up with the character designs, he forgot the color that he used for Trunks' design. But then they go on to further the staff of the show go on i believe to further explain that the color change in trunks hair was meant to differentiate him as trunks from a different timeline because every time time has changed and someone goes back from time they create a paradox or whatever and it creates basically if you've ever seen steins gate if not i recommend you go watch it because it's one of the only animes that actually does time travel correctly um you create a different world line or an alternate universe and uh an ultimate i don't want to say alternate universe i'm going to use the word ultimate time alternate timeline because an alternate universe is basically what i'm going to use to describe a separate dragon ball canon so if we have that one main canon of dragon ball which is self-contained and within that there are multiple timelines so you have a few different versions of Goku, Trunks, whatever. And that's why you had multiple Zamasu in the in the uh, Dragon Ball Super anime. You had two different ones because they were from separate timelines. And that's how they worked together and ended up fusing together. But it was not the same Zamasu. It was two separate people. Just like there are two separate Trunks, uh, two separate Goku, although one was murdered. And then there was an even different one who was killed by the heart virus so every time the future is changed or the past is changed um it creates a new world line i'm gonna use the terminology from steinsgate to describe that so there's my little time travel rant um but basically when we look at dragon ball heroes it takes the different universes so dragon ball gt is not canon anymore um ever since dragon ball super came around it basically replaced the Dragon Ball GT timeline and became the main canon of the series. So Dragon Ball GT would not be a separate timeline. It would be a separate alternate, in quotes, alternate universe. Um, just like when we look at Dragon Ball Xenoverse, like you have those characters that I mentioned. You have Mira and Toa as the villains, and now you have Few, which I'm going to mention later because he is a big... Um, 
he, I'm losing my words today, guys. I'm really sorry. He is a big uh, part part antagonist. I don't know if really if he's going to be an antagonist. I'm assuming, but he's a big part of the plot for the for the new show, and um. So basically, every character from Dragon Ball Xenoverse or Dragon Ball Xenoverse Two. It's separate from the main timeline, right? It's separate from the main universe of Dragon Ball, just like GT is. So basically, Dragon Ball Heroes, um, it is a game that ignores all these laws, and it will literally take characters from Z, from Super, from different timelines, as well as different universes. Um, hopefully, you know the difference now. Hopefully, my rant wasn't too confusing. Um, but... Yeah, Dragon Ball Heroes will mix all of these characters into one clusterfuck, like I mentioned before, and they will fight each other. So one big thing, spoiler alert, I'm going to go into it. The first episode of the anime is going to be called Super Saiyan 4 Goku versus Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan Goku. I don't know why they refer to him as Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan when it should be Super Saiyan Blue. Um, a battle unfolds on the unknown prison planet. So before I read the description of the episode, we're going to talk about the poster that was released. So like I said, Dragon Ball Heroes is a video game that ignores the laws of the Dragon Ball universe and puts everybody against everybody from different timelines, different universes, and one big what-if battle that has always uh, been asked as like the second Super Saiyan Blue came out basically there's been constant online arguments whether whether or not Super Saiyan Blue was stronger than Super Saiyan 4 and in the Dragon Ball Heroes game it was basically confirmed that Super Saiyan Blue is stronger now Super Saiyan 4 does put up a good fight he doesn't go down like a chump but uh, yeah it's pretty obvious that Super Saiyan Blue is stronger um, I thought it was obvious just from looking at the the content of the anime. Um, when we compare the villains that both characters go up against and the, the way they describe their power. and Anyway, one is a god and one is merely a another add-on to Super Saiyan. Um, an, another level. And before I turn this into a big debating podcast about power levels and stuff because dragon balls power levels in general is a clusterfuck of its own um i'm just gonna jump right into the poster and the description of the episode so on the poster we have dragon ball heroes universe mission which is not to be confused with the universe survival arc of dragon ball super it is completely separate and the poster on the very top we see Super Saiyan Blue Goku with Super Saiyan 4 um, Goku clashing fists. Now, these are completely separate Gokus, like I said. They're not even merely Gokus from different timelines. They're completely separate Gokus from different universes. One is from the Dragon Ball GT universe, which is completely separate from the Dragon Ball Super universe. So this is why they're able to fight each other. And if you're wondering why they're actually able to even meet in the first place, it's because the main antagonist... Um, few. So the main antagonist, few, is um, basically his goal is to gather fighters 
from these different universes and timelines pit them against each other and while he creates these like warps in time and space and pits people against each other he absorbs the energy and this makes him stronger um this is how it's explained basically in the dragon ball xenoverse add-on anime where few is first introduced he is the to give you another little bit of background few is the um genetically born (laughs) for lack of a better word i can't talk still genetically modified um offspring of mira and toa uh so yeah that's all i'm gonna mention about him you guys can look into it more if you want later i just wanted to give you my my two cents on that um also in the poster right below them clashing fists we have a bunch of planets chained together so this is the prison planet that was spoken of in the title to the left we have cooler who is frieza's brother and we haven't seen cooler since the revenge of cooler movie i believe or the return of cooler or metal cooler or whatever and he is in his fourth form so as you know frieza has three forms and then he goes golden um cooler has four forms and then you will see in this anime spoiler alert cooler goes golden which is our it's going to be our first time seeing that and i think it's really cool that's one thing i think is cool about heroes is that because it ignores all the laws of the universes and timelines within dragon ball it can really just explore the characters and be like it can answer all of our what if questions like what if cooler could go golden would he be stronger than frieza well i'm assuming so because he was strong if frieza is going in his third form and becoming golden cooler obviously in his fourth form was stronger than third form frieza so if he becomes golden it's going to be interesting to see below that we have vegeta it's interesting he is wearing his um combat suit from when he was training with Whis. so the same outfit that he wore in resurrection f so clearly so yeah last thing i'll say is maya is holding a shotgun and it's obviously Maya and trunks from the super timeline although trunks is in what looks like a prison outfit and he has shackles on him so uh one thing we're going to get into um next is i'm going to read the description of the show and then i'll talk a little bit more about the streaming and everything of it uh and i'm reading this shout out to konzenshu for giving easy access to all the dragon ball information i need this is the probably most reliable dragon ball fan site there is um that's k-a-n-z-e-n-s-h-u-u.com so check them out if you ever want to look up information on dragon ball that's actually reliable and it's not from a random blog site the guys who run the site are very informative and uh yeah check out their podcast too so reading the description that they have translated the episode title super saiyan 4 goku versus super saiyan god super saiyan goku a super battle unfolds on the unknown prison planet and the description trunks returns from the future to train with goku and vegeta however he abruptly vanishes the mystery man few who i mentioned earlier suddenly appears telling them that trunks has been locked up 
on the prison planet, which is a mysterious facility uh, in an unknown location between universes. So this is the kind of like cluster of planets that's all chained up that we that we discussed that's in the uh, in the poster. Sorry, I can't talk today, guys. I don't know what's up. Um, next thing it says, the group searches for the Dragon Balls to free Trunks, but an unending super battle awaits them. Will Goku and the others manage to rescue Trunks and escape the prison planet? And one thing that was teased that I know of is that Cooler is going to... So, teaser. Teaser alert. Um, Cooler is going to end up meeting Trunks in the prison planet. Who knows how Cooler gets there? And who knows if it's even going to be the exact same Cooler from the, from the movie timeline? It's pretty weird because if this is the Trunks from the super timeline, it's going to be weird how they explain him meeting cooler from the from the movie universe because frieza is also in the i don't know i don't know it's dragon ball heroes let's just kind of take it as it is enjoy the what if battles blah 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 but yeah golden is gonna get his cooler or golden is gonna get his cooler sorry cooler is gonna get his golden form and i believe from what i read somewhere he is eventually going to betray trunks and he's going to become a villain and uh we'll see how that goes and i know goku is going to fight goku it's going to be pretty interesting i'm pretty excited for it so one thing about this um this article mentions that the episode one is going to be playing on July 1st, 2018. Now, things we don't know about this anime that I'm kind of upset about. It uh, it doesn't have a runtime. It doesn't have an episode list. It doesn't have... It's not an official TV anime. So they, they describe it as a promotional anime. So what I'm thinking and what they talked about on the Konzenshu podcast as well. Um, for those of you who have seen Dre or Pokemon Generations on YouTube, you know how it was kind of like an anniversary special, and it was really, really cool. It was really well done. Um, um, basically, it was like two to three minute, maybe five minute max episodes on YouTube. They released, I don't know how many episodes, but it was spanned all across the Pokemon universe, across all of the games, and it was separate from the TV show. And it was kind of like an amalgamation of everything within the games. And it was full of Easter eggs and what if battles and like a bunch of this and that. And I believe this show is going to be similar to that. So Pokemon Generations was dubbed and put on YouTube. I don't believe Dragon Ball Heroes will be. Just for the simple fact that it is a promotional anime. And that being said, it is probably made with the intent to promote and hype up the game which is exclusive to japan so because of that it's like we don't have dragon ball heroes here in north america or in europe so why would we have a either home release or simulcast on crunchyroll of an anime that is made with the intention to promote that game um it would be really cool if we did get it and i know obviously they recognize the popularity of dragon ball here um but that being said yeah we don't have the game here so i think 
because it's promotional anime, we're not going to get it because it's not a traditional TV anime where we're going to have like a block for the season and an episode every week. I think, I don't know how long the runtime is going to be for the episodes. I think it's just going to be a larger scale of the little promotional clips that we've previously had for the game. So you can look up on YouTube promotional trailers for Dragon Ball Heroes and they look really, really cool. They're done by the same animator who the key animator of Dragon Ball Super and they look really really well done like they're they look like they're straight out of the anime um but it's like crazy scenarios like you see fusions you'd never see before you see super saiyan 3 vegeta like all these crazy what if scenarios and that's going to be something that obviously is going to be shown in this anime as we see um blue versus four and we're going to see Golden Cooler and like I can only imagine all the other stuff they're going to throw at it, especially if it's like a longer, if it's like a, a pretty lengthy show. But to be honest, I don't think it will be. I don't think it'll even be like a a 30 minute show. I think it'll probably be like little 15 minute mini episodes. I think it'll be close to like a mini series and I don't know where they're going to air it. I'll let you guys know when I find out because personally i'm very excited for it on july 1st i think we're gonna have to stream it somewhere online unfortunately because i'd love to support the industry and watch it on crunchyroll but i don't know how we're gonna be able to do that guys um but yeah i'm pretty excited for it uh tune into the consensual website for updates on that because they will probably be the first ones to have like legit good published information on it and this is getting pretty lengthy. I know I went on a little bit of a rant. Um, and yeah, so I'm probably going to record another podcast today on news updates on other stuff. This one is kind of exclusive to the Dragon Ball news because we are getting a lot of it lately. And again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, I want to hear everybody else's thoughts on it. So Go check me out on social media. Interact with me on there. I'm posting every single day on either Twitter or Instagram. Um, on Instagram, you can get, catch me at ML under, or ml.anime or you can just search Major League Anime Podcast on Instagram. And then on Twitter, I am at Major League Annie One or you can probably just search Major League Anime again and uh, find me there. And I'd love to interact with you guys. Let me know what you thought of the podcast. I'm going to be posting them. Hopefully when I get like, I think five to somewhere between five and 10 episodes, I'll start putting them on iTunes and they'll be downloadable. Thank you for everybody who's tuning in. Um, I know this is like the awkward stage and I'm still getting used to podcasting and I need to gather my thoughts more. And I think probably write out not so much a script but really gather my thoughts so i don't go on these really awkward rants like i have lately like i wanted to talk about a lot more stuff but i'm going on these rants and rants and rants and so far we're at 35 minutes plus of just talking about two small bits of dragon ball information um but yeah so i'm gonna record another one today and it will be other news and then i'm currently in the process of rewatching full metal alchemist and then reading the Full Metal Alchemist manga as well. Um, and I want to do a full out watch guide. So I want to get into the habit of binging a series so that it's all fresh and I have all my thoughts gathered. I'm going to type out some show notes, some anime notes, some manga notes, and then we can talk about that series in general because I love what I love doing 
um usually after i binge watch a show is going online and watching other people's reviews and i just love to give my thoughts and comment on their stuff but like i think what i'd love to do is record a podcast after i watch a show hear what you guys have to say and interact with you guys specifically um so i think that's what i'm going to start doing uh i'm in the process of watching full metal when when steins gate zero finishes i will probably do an accumulative um franchise podcast regarding the original steins gate i want to play the the visual novel and then i'm also gonna incorporate steins gate zero anime into it even though i can't really binge watch it because we're only at like episode seven right now but yeah that's not, that's the game plan so far um so episode four will be another news update on stuff aside from dragon ball and that's gonna be it so again thanks for tuning in guys hit me up on social media uh connect with me there i'd love to chat with you guys and that will be it for this episode so have a great day